0: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
1: Hi there, I'm Zach Graff. And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends, but we met playing fake life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. 20 years later, we've decided to rewatch the series one episode at a time
2: Happy Wednesday, everybody. How are you doing? I'm Ray Harkins. Thank you for joining 100 Words or Less, the podcast. Today is a special one because it is brought to you by Gator Cases. We actually recorded this live at the NAM convention in January, I wanna say. Um, yeah, they were awesome. They reached out and they said, hey, do you wanna record a live podcast at our booth? We have all this rad podcasting equipment. And to be honest, I did not know Gator Cases was really involved. With the whole uh, podcast game, but they are and they're awesome. I'll tell you more about them in a minute. But Andy Offling is my guest. He is a, a two timer. This is the second time on this sh- on this particular show, but uh, he plays under a moniker called Lowercase Noises, which is a spectacular ambient guitar-driven project that uh, I just I, I love what he does. It brings me a uh, you know to a space that I just love being in. It is, and I, that's all we can ask for when it comes to music is bringing you to a space that you love to be in. So I had Andy on it and we talk a lot about uh, depression, anxiety, um, stuff that is very relatable to many people because I remember at that particular time, I had just started my journey in regards to, you know, personal therapy, uh, taking some anti-anxiety medication. And so him and I really drilled down on this. So I, I think for, even if you don't know his music, this conversation will be very, very relatable to you, I hope. So, um, yeah, what else do I got to share? I have to share that the world feels terrifying right now. I actually today, uh, you know, just announced that Taken, my band, is not going to Japan at the end of this month. And it was an agonizing decision because here we were, uh, us and the band Hope's Fall were, you know, going to, we were supposed to go over there to tour for about a week. And the You know, as the time grew closer and we started to observe all of the craziness that is going around with the coronavirus, it just felt irresponsible to travel not only to us individually, but, you know, the people that were coming to our shows in Japan. And it just felt very weird. So, you know, fortunately, we were able to, uh, you know, work with the promoter over there and be able to figure out a postponement. So we'll probably be coming back there Within the next year or so, but uh, I don't know. I just hope you're feeling safe and I hope that you are feeling okay because there's a lot of scary stuff out there in the world. I mean, there always is like every day in and day out, but now it feels even more, I guess, elevated because of all this, but you know, try to separate fact from fiction, do your best to do the things that you feel comfortable with because at the end of the day, that's all any of us can do. So yeah, I just hope you're feeling safe in some capacity somewhere, whether it's at your home. Or whether it's at your your school, uh, with family, whatever it is that gives you that life, just just hold on to that, okay? Um, like I said, Gator Cases is an incredible, incredible partner for this particular show. Uh, they have a ton of great podcasting equipment. I saw it all at the actual event when we were recording this particular podcast. So, yeah, visit GatorCases.com. They have a, you know, not only a wide range of stuff for beyond podcasting, but the Gator Cases Frameworks collection. They actually sent me some amazing product in regards to uh, some, you know, podcast boom arms. Um, I don't know, just just some really, really great stuff. So in any event, uh, that I, I'm just thankful for Gator Cases. Thank you for bringing me out. And thank you for allowing me and Andy to have this discussion because uh, I know it wasn't really in relation to anything that was happening on. All- around us at the event so uh yeah that was uh that was great but here's our conversation and i will talk to you more of course after the episode is through where i tell you what's happening next week okay now here's the episode this uh you're a repeat guest andy this is a this is yes <laughs> i don't do it often and granted the circumstances might have
3: 100 percent led mm-hmm. to this
2: yes but <laughs> nonetheless it was one of those things where i was like okay as as i'm framing the conversation with you in my head where I was like, okay. And he's done a lot over the past couple years Uh in regards to just the, I mean, you've played more live shows than Uh you ever have in the past. Uh Would you agree?
3: Last year, no. But leading up to last year, yes. Right. I, I played one show last year. Right. 2019.
2: That was the post-rock fest. How was that? It was great. It was cool because... Uh, and sorry, that's a cliche quote. Like, how was the last show? How was your last no, Yeah, last no, school? but no, I, I actually good. do care. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, it was cool because uh, I haven't played many festivals, and this was the first festival I played where it was like, oh, this is actually like my music. Right, yeah. I'm like with brothers who understand what's going on here, you know? So your team, yeah. Um. So that, that and I knew, I'd known that, that that had been on my calendar for quite a long time. Yep. And uh, so I did, I I do the stupidest thing. So what I did for that show is I said, I'm going to write a whole new set of music, like full band, and bring my friends out and teach them the parts and we'll play the show. Sure. And we did it.
2: And you accomplished it, though. I did it. Was it, was your friends, the neon, what's the... the?
3: So those guys were there, but I I brought some of my friends from Albuquerque from my band Archibald. Oh, great. So they played Got it, got it. And uh, I had another friend of mine, Dave... Um, who does ambient music too? He was, he was like moving from Chicago to Nashville, and like he was without a place to stay for a month. Okay. So I was like, "Why don't you just come to my house for a week and help me write these songs? And then you have one less week to figure out where you have to live." Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a win-win.
2: I'll be just live in my studio.
3: It's yeah. Fine. I was like, "I'll buy you a plane ticket. Just come out and help me write these songs." So he helped me write them, and he's a drummer, which is nice because I,
2: you know, I can't. Yeah, you're not do that right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, it's a cru- it's a crucial component in the com- composition of songs yeah. so
3: anyway long story short i wrote a bunch of new songs some of them are pretty like heavy uh-huh. and like loud
2: and have you, you have you put those out guys because i apologize you do not subscribe to your patreon have no. you put those out no no no, okay, no These are all
3: you'll actually maybe be pleased to know this i've been talking with jeremy griffith and seeing about going to his place in florida and recording them
2: that would be spectacular we've been,
3: we've been becoming good friends me and jeremy he's a great human being he's and great. he's got a
2: great ear like still yeah. one of my one of my favorite records that he ever worked on is this, it's, it's a it well not that he worked on that he was a part of he was in a band called moments and grace you should check it out okay still it was like a major label record uh he was the vocalist and played guitar and he has a beautiful voice
3: Interesting. He's never talked about his vocal course. I'm gonna have to ask him about. He is,
2: as you well know, him. He's like such a self-deprecating person. Yes, he hates himself in many respects. Uh And I'm like, you, you, you stop it, dude. But
3: Jeremy, Jeremy, if you're listening, you got to stop it. He's feeling bad about himself right now. Absolutely, Jeremy. We love you. You (laughs) are enough. So much love. (laughs) But he would absolutely do a spectacular job with your music, just like vibe-wise, like all his synth work and like like he he understands and he can get heavy. Yes. So yeah. I feel like it's a good fit. And he's five minutes from the the ocean, apparently.
2: Yes, he's very close to that. So... Yeah. And he, and obviously, if you are uh, looking to break back into the Christian music industry, he's won a Dove Award. Are you familiar with the Doves?
3: I'm familiar with the Dove Award. That is not something I'm looking to I, do. I know.
2: <laughs> I know that, yeah. Andy. Which actually... that, but I'll, I'll put a button in that because I was going to ask you about that yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit later. But the... So, I mean, the fact that you have been, uh, yeah, I guess for lack of a better term, like, more active, I mean, like, you know, the show perspective, I mean, you know, you only played one show last year, but still. Like, yeah. And you have been, you know, more prolific with the release of your quote-unquote content on Patreon mm-hmm. and, like, getting your music out there. Do you feel, um, like, I guess, do you feel more productive? Do you feel, what do you feel?
3: Let me tell you what's actually been going on in my life.
2: Please. <laughs> so,
3: last year... <clears throat> Last year I'll say last year was the worst year of my life. Sure. <laughs> so, for I mean, mental health reasons is the short three-word description. Right. But I didn't I didn't do much last year. Okay. Last year for me was about sorting out some mental personal issues. Sure. And like literally at, at the beginning of the year last year, I was I was in this insomnia cycle where oh. every other night I just wouldn't sleep at all. Okay. Um, and then would you sleep like this? And then I hours? would sleep the next night because I was just so dead tired. But then the next, it, would just, it was just that over and over. So it, I mean, and we can go into as much of this as you want. I do, but like, um. Anyway, I've been going to therapy. I got on SSRIs oh, mid-year okay. last year, and both those things have been incredibly, incredibly helpful. But leading up to that, it was, it was pretty bad, right? Like, um, well, when you're in that space, it's not like you want to be creative. Well. It, and it's not even, it's it's like I one I can't be creative. I just I don't want to. Like just everything is just like, drab and it's great. Yeah. So I feel you. But it was I looking back on like that experience and my entire life leading up to it, I, thinking, I think I've been dealing with depression and anxiety, but more anxiety than I realized. And that that was what was keeping me awake at night. It was like. And I, I know people experience anxiety differently, but mine was very physically centered in my stomach. So I would just feel this like guttural, roiling like lightning bolts of like you know, just like really bad, right? Like you could like, you could not like skin crawling, like it just my body, just my nervous system felt like it was just blown out, you know?
2: Yeah, that's that's awful. I know. I mean, yeah. I'm glad you're talking about this, yeah. just because I mean, I ran into a wall myself where I started to. Just a lot of, I started a new job in July and then I, I really ran into a wall uh, in that new job where yeah. I was like, just, you know, not not too dissimilar to you, a different cycle where I was like waking up at two in the morning, just being like so stressed yeah. out. I was like, I've never been stressed about my work ever. Yeah. So why is this happening? Started going to therapy, started taking uh, low level anxiety medication yeah. like Lexapro.
3: Yeah.
2: And so I'm on that now. And I'm I've on been,
3: Cymbalta, big Cymbalta fan here.
2: Okay. <laughs> so I know I'm familiar with it. it, it but, and is that, that's meant to, m- deal more with the anxiety well or is it it's been interesting
3: going through the process of getting the medication because it's like like you go in i mean there's a whole it was a whole nightmare process to just get to the point where i could talk to psychiatrists but like sure um but yeah it's it's not like an exact science still it's like moving target. like i went in and i was like this is what's happening and she's like well let's try this like she's like let's you have to start somewhere, and then yep. the first medication I took was well, it was it was really bad. There was a lot of side effects that were very bad. But one, of, I immediately started sleeping twelve hours a night for like two weeks. I was <laughs> like, so it was like, I was just like a bump on a log. I was totally unable to do anything, function yeah. at all. But at least I was just like sleeping like crazy. And sure. So so then after I did two weeks of that, and then I we switched to Cymbalta, and that that's like the one that is dialed in. Is like you know. all the all the good stuff and most of the bad stuff isn't there right like the side effects yeah Yeah. i know
2: for me like when i started taking Lexapro, they were like you know dry mouth and i'm like oh yeah i recognize that but i'm like right that's fine i can (laughs) i can deal with dry mouth rather than like insomnia right that's fine and like mine
3: was like dealing with my eye like my eyesight was like swimmy and blurry it's just like wow like it was really but that's the thing is like everyone reacts so differently so they can't you just yep. have
2: to try it. Totally. You're, everyone's brain. And I hope is, this
3: doesn't scare anyone. Like, those, no. these pills have like
2: saved my life. So, like, this is it, positive. It's great. Yeah. It's terrific. But it's because everyone's, we know so little about the brain that yeah. it's just constantly, yeah, it's just guesswork and it's a moving target. Yeah. But that's good that you were able to, because I know that a lot of, especially people, I mean, males, and then if there's any sort of like, Public face that a person has. Yeah, there it, it, people are, are unwilling to either share that about themselves. Yeah. They, it shows a sign of weakness or whatever. That sort of machismo that is attached to that.
3: Yeah, I've abandoned that completely. Completely. Yeah. Cool. Because one of the things I've been learning through therapy is um, is kind of like there's a lot of internal dissonances like inside of me regarding faith and you know all these other things, but just whatever and. I mean, the the synopsis is I feel like right now what I'm doing, what I'm excited about doing in my own self and in my brain is, like, taking all my different contextual persons and just putting them all into one. Like, I'm just me in all the same places now. I'm not doing the contextual shift because I'm with these people or that people. Sure. And, like, and part of that was just to, like, be super blatantly honest about a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, like, even... Even here at NAM, like I've been meeting all these new people and I'm doing that. I'm like experimenting with friendships now. Oh, okay. Like, I'll just come in hot. I'm like, bro, I'll, like the first <laughs> thing I say is, like, I'm on antidepressants. I'm really, like, I just. Yeah, just, it's all out here. It's just immediately out. And just, so honesty, just being honest with myself and with everyone around me, just like. Yeah. If people don't dig it, I'm like, all right, fine. Okay, that's whatever. Fine. Moving, like, moving
2: right along. It's just, it's this, I get this. And this isn't, this isn't even.
3: the drugs talking i feel like the drugs like are helping me enabling me to do these things and makes it levels like, you out right yeah and, and and stuff but but yeah i uh the internal piece that i'm working on is feels very good and it's it's just like and it's not and it's funny because it's not like oh here's this problem i was trying to solve for years i've now solved the problem it's it's a lot of just like letting go of stuff
2: like oh i'm not I'm just letting go of this right i didn't
3: figure it out i'm just
2: yeah yeah this is a process yeah i'm always going to be in that process yeah no one has it figured out yeah everyone i'm just
3: saying i'm saying it
2: yeah right and you're putting it out there
1: in a world where everyone is confined to their homes society begins its largest bin watch to date in the hallowed library of hulu or perhaps on a shelf of dvds you haven't looked at in a decade is a show that perfectly encapsulates life in the early aughts and launched a friendship that would inspire millions. Hi, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. In 2001, we starred in Scrubs, a sitcom that revealed a glimpse of what it was like to survive a medical internship. As Turk and JD, we explored guy love. Nearly 20 years later, a lot has changed. We're not supermen, but we're still best friends. Given the mandatory lockdown,
2: Yes. You know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about band merch because that is a crucial component to every independent music person's wardrobe. I can't tell you how many band shirts I have, but it's uh, probably, I'm going to guess over 300 at at the bare minimum. I've got so many, it's ridiculous. But in any event, you need to go to Rockabilia.com and use the code PC100Words because they are one of the best purveyors around in regards to online merch that is officially licensed, high-quality stuff. You are not going to get some horrific bootleg that you order off Amazon, wash it once, the screen print falls off, and then you're just like, oh, cool, I I can't wear this shirt anymore. And then, you know, I bought a piece of bootleg merch and the band didn't see any cut from that. That is ridiculous. Rockabilia is the real deal. Fast shipping. They handle it all from their Midwest office In Minneapolis, so it'll get to you, you know, whatever corner of the world you're at very, very quickly. And they have an amazing customer service as well. If you have any issues whatsoever, they hop on it right away. This company is so legit. I love working with them. So, rockabilia.com, visit the site. You will find so many options. It's great. And use the code PC100Words. How about I stuttered that one? Let's try that again PC100Words. And that gets you 15% off your order. All right. Thank you, Rockabilia. And so, because of that, with the then how like you know, as you started to take care of your mental well-being, how did the transition into then being able to obviously be creative again be like? Was that uh, did it feel like much slower than you kind of wanted it to be, or I mean, I
3: feel like I'm still doing that. Like it's it's interesting because like I I really bottomed out kind of spring of 2019. Like I was again, long story short, I was in, like, psychiatric urgent care because I couldn't find... I, the psychiatrist was like, either we're full or we got six months out. I'm just like, I... I need this now. I need now. Yeah. And, you know, and... Um, so that all got sorted out. I ended up going to a, a video psychiatrist. So I drive out to a place and do a video chat with okay. someone. And that was like, we can get you in in two weeks. So I was just like, Great. Right. Yeah. So we did that, and it was great. And she can prescribe me all the meds I need, and it's perfect. So that's correct. highly recommended in case anyone was looking for something like that. Sure. Um, where are we going with this? What it, am I saying? You're
2: good. <laughs> <it>, transition. <laughs> trans, like, once you started to take yeah. care of yourself, transitioning into like being creative again. Yeah. So
3: what? I, so that
2: that whole process of
3: doing the medications, and I, even before that, I was I was mm-hmm. like. Exercising twice a day. I was like doing all the things that everyone says to do. I was meditating. I'm, I've still been meditating. That's been like super helpful. Sure.
2: Probably drinking a lot of water too. Drinking a lot of water. Honestly, that's like pe- what people say. Like, yeah. Yeah.
3: Keep hydrated. And it's like, well, that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just like any possible thing that I could do. I was like, I'm because it got so bad. I was just like, I got This, try this needs to be my sole focus is figuring this shit out sure. right now. Right. Um, so I did all that. And luckily, uh, I'm. I mean, it, it's off and on, but those habits are persisting, which is great. It's great. Because even though the meds are really helping, I'm like, I do want to keep these habits because they're just the, good habits for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, where I was going is so like during the summer, the meds started working really well and I was feeling like very, very good. Um, and that's kind of when I had my friend fly out to write those shows, write those songs for that show. Okay. So the the, thi- the big thing once I was feeling a little better was, was that post-fest show. Um, oh and I I actually forgot about this I had I had three shows scheduled for the east coast I was very excited about to play with some of my very close ambient friends mm-hmm. um and I just I had to cancel because I was just like this isn't gonna happen I can't and even because I was in the middle of that insomnia cycle and I was like I can't even imagine tra- just traveling period I was just like yeah it's gonna be a nightmare so I that was really a bummer to to cancel those but it was the right thing, right to, thing do. to do sure um so, ultimately, what I'm getting to do is like I'm I'm learning now. I, I have yet to be on these meds for a year yet, so right. I'm, I'm figuring out what a year cycle looks like, and like the seasonal effective thing is real for me is what I've found. So like, okay, once I got back from the festival, it was like it's like fall uh-huh. home, and I I'm like letting down from this big. It's like a two day drive out and back, and like this massive ordeal, right? And the, everything went well, but as soon as I got back home, I just kind of, like, crashed. And, I, was, and it, I never... I was like, okay, I'll, br- I'll take a break for, like, a week or something, and then I'll get back to work. And, sure. But then I just couldn't... I just stayed in, like, this funk, and, like, it's getting darker outside and colder, and I was just like...
2: Yep. <sighs> I think I'll just sit here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then and then I was like, I think I need to up my meds. So I got to... I upped the prescription a little bit,
2: and that helps. That's good. So... Like, anyway, you, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, well, it, I... Appreciate you obviously walking me through that because I think it's one of those things where, especially when it comes to people who have taken a weird um, path in life, as far as like just the pursuit of whatever creative passions you're doing. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people, like if you're working just like your quote unquote regular job or whatever, most people are just like, oh, yeah, I hate my job. Like, (laughs) you know, yeah, Yeah. I hate my job. Like, that's just a standard thing. But they're able to uh, obviously find value outside of that. Yeah, but then when your passionate pursuit is obviously directly attached to your yeah. not only like your financial well-being, you're not able to. It, the that is not an easy switch to flip on and off. Correct. And so then you just get kind of locked in that yeah. cycle.
3: Correct. Yeah, and like and the other thing about my anxiety and depression, which I'm sure many people can relate to, is like I, I sort of view it as like a lowering of your threshold of mental abilities or like ability to think any bigger than, like, what's literally happening right in front of you. Like, sure. So the idea of, like, thinking, like, oh, what am I going to do next month? Or this video, I'm, can I do a video next week? I'm, like, my brain is, like, we have no room for this right now. Totally. We need to, like, survive in this moment is the only thing. Right. So am I going to get sleep tonight? Right. Right. Exa- and, like, no joke. Like, totally. As really soon as you wake up, you're, like, all right, is this, how's this day going to go? Right. How's the evening going to go
2: after this? Like, yeah. How did your... Um, I guess how did your fam? I mean, obviously your family was supportive. How, yeah. or I'm guessing they were. Oh yeah, 100%. okay,
3: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, they, they were just like, get over it. Yeah, stop being I'm a weenie. Like, just be happy. Watch a <laughs> watch a Adam Sandler movie and go to bed. Yeah,
2: you're fine. <laughs> um, did uh, and obviously because you have children, like, did they? Yeah. How did that manifest? Like, were they like worried about you, concerned about you, or was it one of those things you tried your best to obviously kind of not shield them from that but like yeah. you know distance them I
3: mean we we kind of we, it's it's really interesting because all the stuff I've been learning throughout this process and um, a whole other aspect of this is my my wife so my wife is a saint she has supported me given me everything I could po- sacrifice you know like she she was homeschooling yep being a doula dancing she's still dancing which is great and then like supporting me and i'm literally just like i wake up i go into my dark room and i sit there like literally yeah yeah um and she's dealing with my my short fuse and my you know sure and she's up with me at two like you know like the the worst moment for me i was up at 2 a.m fetal position in the bathroom and this is this is really freaky. This was the thing that was like, okay, I need to like go to urgent care or something. But yep. I'm like sitting against the wall, and in like fetal position, and like involuntarily, in my head—I just snap my head back and smash it against the wall. Oh, geez. and so there's like this dent in the drywall in my bathroom still. That I look at, I'm like,
2: that was it's kind moment. of like
3: a memory of like, uh, like this was really bad. Absolutely. So, um, so that's like what she was dealing with. Sure. It's uh, like she was just pure selfless giving and just and so once I started getting better and yep. she felt like, okay, I can she can Back not have bit. to be yep. my handler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Right, right, right. Then she I mean she kind of she fell into a depression too and like realized her own stuff because she finally had room for her own things. And so yep. she got she's on meds now too. Great. And so we're we're both kind of looking at each other like hey we're feel like Hey, feeling good? Like the right. kid, we want to be with the kids, and when they yell, we're like, it's kind of annoying, but it's like I don't freak out. It's like you know, sure. Oh, we turned we
2: turn to page.
3: Yeah, and so so what? Where I am going is like we've been using our learning process to be like our kids definitely have some of these issues like sure. now. Yep. and and I think we're learning that we did too. Uh, we've been dealing with this forever, and we've been assuming that the way we were living is about the best they can get. When really, it was not at all <laughs> right right right
2: oh oh i can i, and, can, I can put better polish and, on this
3: and so we're trying to talk to our kids about it a lot and like be like and it's really dealing with kids with we've been mainly focusing on anxiety because i think a lot of our kids demonstrating some anxiety stuff like separating anxiety from like disciplinary issues because they can look very similar like they just kind of sure. freak out and yell and say no or whatever and so we we're trying to like teach them about themselves, the way we're learning about ourselves. Like, oh, when I'm in this situation, or when I eat a fucking cheeseburger too many days in a row, I feel like shit, and my anxiety is bad. You know, like... Yep. And so we're, we're teaching... You're having an open dialogue with them. Yeah, and we're like, hey, like, our our six-year-old has more kind of sensory... Not issues,
2: but... He's um, more sensitive to that.
3: Sure. Yeah, and he, but he's like, we're teaching him, like, oh, there's these certain things we can do with him, like, get you moving, like, roll this big thing around. it. Like, so... It's been it's fun to learn and maybe think that okay our kids can maybe deal with this far sooner than we did. That's and true. And do much better. Than right. That. So, because
2: you, because the, you obviously then have the vocabulary yeah. and you're able to give the tools. Like whether or not it's like you know you're not a professional, but you can at least yeah. be able to uh, prepare them in some capacity rather than like you not having dealt with it. and yeah. You've got literally no vocabulary capacity or, to deal or, with it. Yeah.
3: Or even just reacting to things they do and this is very hard but like you know someone's like freaking out like uh, you you know some of our something will happen and something just blown way out of proportion right kids do that but we can we can sort of tell be like this is this seems like an anxiety thing so we're not gonna punish this we're gonna be like hey why don't you go like take a shower why don't you go yep so we're not we're trying to think about like oh this is this is like a punishment here is not going right. Why is do, the, why are anything? they doing this in the first place? And, right. and it's because we understand, right? Like I understand, like when my body just starts spiraling out of, in some anxiety spiral, I'm just like I, I have no control now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my friend Brady. You can't hear us? No. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so we promoted this live podcast, and people can see us but not hear us. And yeah, exactly. My best, One of my best friends, Brady, is on the other side of this glass right now. That's great. So. He
2: came to visit you. He did. Um, what a hero. What a hero. Shows are an amazing thing to go to. I actually just recently went to a show from a friend's band called Cult of Luna, and it's one of those things where... I go to shows a little bit less than I used to. And when I go out to a show, I want to have kind of a special experience, whether it's like, you know, obviously seeing a friend who I haven't seen in a long time, or if it's like, hey, we're doing this special record or whatever. Soundrink.com is the place that gives you the amazing VIP ticketing experiences for shows in general. They partner up with... Bands, labels, artists across the board to be able to support these tours to give you a very specific experience whether that's a piece of merch, whether that's a poster, whether that's an actual event where you're going to show up to, before the show starts, watch a band play an acoustic set, do a QA, have coffee, play board games, whatever it is, they will solve it and they work directly with the bands to be able to develop these unique experiences. It's a great thing. This isn't some cut, copy, and paste event. This is a specific thing crafted for a tour. So visit soundrink.com and find your local tour that is coming through and you will be able to have an amazing VIP experience with Soundrink. So thank you, Soundrink. The... something else that I was also very interested in, in exploring was the, um, you know, like we were joking about earlier, obviously the, the, the Christian music scene yeah. and have you, you've always had an aversion to it. And then I have such you,
3: fun things to say about that now. You do. I do.
2: Because you have, you know, clearly come through a door on that to be like, Oh yeah. yes, like I am not, I don't have the faith that I did before. Yeah. And, and then you've obviously been public about it in a way that, you know, people like David Bazan and other people have already walked through that door. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure after you shed that it was just a relief for you. It was yeah, and massive
3: relief. And like I said in some of the public posts I made I was just like I said pretty explicitly, maybe I was too harsh. I was like I'm not doing this for you guys. Like you guys don't deserve even to know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying this because for my anxiety, because of the things I've been talking about with my therapist, like I'm just I'm letting it out now and yep. the more I do it like I just the better I feel and I'm just almost addicted to it at this point. like this pot I'll tell you anything right now yeah like literally anything and it, and it's fine it feels
2: good right yeah because you are there there is no burden on the the conscious not even conscious but the, in your consciousness yeah. where it's like yeah I don't need and to it, hold this back
3: and a lot of it is uh fear of what people will say or think and You know, that's something I've been afraid of for a long time. Because, like you mentioned with the career, I was like, "This might affect, yeah, opportunities. This might affect, uh, you know, income, and this might affect if I can feed my kids tomorrow or not." You know, like, so that that's 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 a mess.
2: Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Internally, right? Because yeah, you're like my the opinion that a person has of my music is one thing, but the opinion if I share a opinion and then that person is not going to support me, that obviously is a direct correlation. Yeah, and and it's just like, and it's,
3: you know, people have made assumptions about me, some right, some wrong over the years. And I'm, it's just like, I, it, it was just important to me to be like, I just need to like give everyone a big update. Like, here's where I'm at. Yeah. Jump off the train if you want. <laughs> j-
1: As the number 1 audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iheartresults.com for more.
3: Uh, jump on or stay if you want like yeah. I'm going to deal the re- whatever repercussions come from me being that honest are pale in comparison to how I Relief I get by saying it. Sure. So I'm just, so another part of this process is dealing with more confrontational type things. Okay. Because I'm speaking things that are slightly confrontational to people now because they're true to me. So, like, my entire family, my entire in laws, they're all still believers. And I go over and Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's very, sure. You're a and he-man. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. but previously I was just like in this, you know, like, do I, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to offend anybody. Yep. And now I'm just like, you know what? These are my family. These are people I love. They love me. Yep. Regardless, they have said it explicitly. Yep. And so I'm like, I, I'm now going to just be honest and deal with the repercussions.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to like, especially too, when you're talking about like family gatherings, like most people don't want to, to confront the thing that you shouldn't talk about.
3: Yeah, and, but, but
2: it's like, if but I'm peop- going to be but,
3: here, I want to be myself. Exactly.
2: Yeah. It's like, as long as there's that implicit understanding of just like, oh, yeah, like, we know Andy is this. So yeah. that's fine.
3: And so I'll say you'll enjoy this. So the, the Bazan <laughs> film, I have a million amazing things to say about Strange Negotiations as a documentary. Yep. But um, Thanksgiving Day, that, that, um, that film had just come out a couple of days before. I emailed my entire family, extended family. I was like, hey, guys, a lot of you may not know what's going on with me. Uh, please watch this documentary. I relate to every single second of this entire thing. Yep, and then we can have a conversation if you want. Right? It. Yeah just just open it up. This is great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like we can just we don't have to start from zero. I just like spend ninety minutes watch this amazing, well done film. Yep, and you'll know me better. We can have a conversation, and everything will be great. Right? Yeah, you've got more
2: context. Yeah.
3: Hi, I'm Esther Dean, and I'm excited to welcome you to a brand new season of Songland and Songland's podcast. We have an amazing roster of talent this season. I promise you, you don't want to miss one single episode. Don't miss Songland, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on NBC. And join us here on Songland's podcast, available every week after the show on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Are you ever going to do a living room tour again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. So... Because it seemed like that was a really rewarding experience. For you. It was, and actually,
3: the way I want to do it this year, and I do want to do it this year, is I want to do the ambient house show thing, but I want it to be improv, improvisational. Okay. So you want people to bring tambourines? I'm just no, kidding. I don't I'm want. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> you cannot join me in the making. No, right? I just no. I, but like bring a friend. Like I have really cool friends in different parts of the country that do really cool things similar to me. I'm like. Let's do a week run on the East Coast and ninety minutes, and someone's better, and we just make stuff up. Yeah, that and, could be cool. It so would still have a still have a visual part, still have, but that doing more improvisational ambient stuff is it like scratches this part of my brain that feels very very good. Right, and I really enjoy it, and it's way less work to prepare. Sure, and I think people might really dig it and have like a completely. Like well, it's that'll a be a, experience, exactly. Yeah. This, that what they hear will never be done again. Right, it existed and then it doesn't, and you were there. Right, and yeah, and then the twenty people that attended this,
2: it's like that's your moment. That's yeah. our moment. Yeah. yeah, I I just think it'd be really cool. No, it would be really cool. Yeah. And then you can record them all, and then just re- release uh, release ten minutes of it to well, everybody.
3: And like even the 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 rig I have is very like I could multi track record the entire thing and be like, all right. You buy a ticket, it will send you yeah a copy of the
2: show, and you can listen back to it. That's super fun. Well, that, yeah. and that's one thing. I mean, I've always admired you from that perspective too, of just the the willingness that you're able to uh, follow these paths of of oh yeah, like I want to try this, like I want to do, I want to do this now.
3: I feel like that's the only thing I should be doing because that's the only thing that's worked previously. Yeah, is me doing what I want. Sure. So, and it gets harder to know what I want anymore because it's like because of like the financial stuff it's like I, I can't just do whatever I want Yeah, you know of course, it's like I got right. I got responsibilities and stuff but it's like right. within that in order for me to be able to do this in any sort of healthy manner like I have to enjoy it of course so it's and that's and that shifts over time like yeah I did those house shows and those were great and but like the the prep work for putting together like i'm going to perform one of my previously released songs that's like a lot of work right a lot of work and like mental energy and blah 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 so if i'm just like i'm gonna put some like put a cool thing together that has all these colors that i can do and things i can do and just we're gonna go and have like a natural moment where i didn't plan it right that sounds
2: more interesting to me sure hopefully other people might think that's interesting as well (laughs) Or, or maybe you're able to combine the that sort of improvisational nature with the fact that it's like, oh yeah, there will be some like recognizable themes that could be yeah. attached to this of like, oh yeah, that kind of sounds like the stuff I did in the past. Well, yeah, yeah, hell, it might be like if we're recording all these
3: shows, I can go back through and be like, oh, that moment was cool. Let me try to do that. You know? Yeah, it's totally. Like whole, it's like a whole right it works for the whole process.
2: Yeah, of. for sure. The um, two last things I want to hit on was the, uh, the you know the fact that you were talking about the living that you've been able to make off of music is, you know, it's, it's weird because yeah. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't ostensibly be able to do... Correct. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's not that you're, you're not talented in yeah. the music, like but I just, I mean, like we've always talked about, I just always find it so interesting because so many people arrive to you in so many different ways, whether yeah. it's like, oh, they've been exposed to you via, you know, obviously the powerful Spotify algorithm or the dream playlist or whatever it is. Yeah. And then doing you know certain levels deeper of research where it's like you know you are very different than uh Hammick you know yeah. like those those guys are very um like I literally know nothing about them yeah. they're very like they seem nice guys like nice guys
3: mark is very nice i've met, I had, I had dinner with mark once it was that's great.
2: that's great but they, i mean they're not much of like you, you don't get a sense of who they are as people no
3: they're they're not like a personality yeah and that's that's such a weird thing i've struggled with because like i there's a big part of me that very much would love to have have the music work such that I'm a person working at home I put my content into a black box and on the other side it comes out for the people to see and experience but they have no knowledge of who did it (laughs) like that sounds so nice sure but but that's 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 not real real. no and that's not actually what I want either if I'm being truly honest it's like but if I'm gonna be public in any sense anymore I'm gonna be full like i you're gonna be you. I'm gonna right. be me, and I'm gonna. Bed. So, that's that's the whole thing. That's right. the, what I've been talking about this entire podcast. So
2: <laughs> and the uh, it, so do you? I, I presume that most of your revenue is still kicked off by streams, correct? Yeah, and it's 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 a lot lower than it used to be. It's still livable, right? But um, but yeah. And that's probably. I mean, it, do you think that's just a function of the fact that you're obviously not releasing as much via yeah, that? I think okay. so. Yeah, But yeah. And it, it's it's. It's
3: worrisome if I think about it too much because I have zero control over that other than just releasing more music, which sure. I yeah, I just flood to the flood do the market no matter what. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I just I've, stuff has worked out for me. Like right, it, you know, the, the Spotify stuff ramped up for me right when my licensing income dropped a lot. Right, and like that's what was sustaining me before. It's like I'm not trying to be lazy, but like stuff seems to just work out if it, I keep just doing stuff. What well, like, yeah. even being here, like. I came to NAM for the first time last year and hooked up with this company. And like, the owner's become literally one of my best friends. And I've done all kinds of work for him over the past year. And I'm going to do a lot. Like, stuff just. It pops up. Yeah. And I met, I met your bandmate here. And right, right. Had, uh, it was, he was great. I was like, I love this guy because he loves. He knows Ray and I love Ray. So I love
2: you. Like, right, by uh, default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's just. Right. You, you, the, the. The trueness, like, if you put too much worry into something that you obviously have no control yeah. over, it's, it's a fruitless endeavor.
3: Yeah, it's, it's going to be another anxiety spiral where I'm just like, I'm worried about this, and then it's going to get to a point where it precludes me from doing anything that would stop me from worrying about it, and then I'm more worried about it. And, <laughs> and then,
2: then it, you're just locked into the thing yeah. of like, oh, Jesus, this is not, this is not, this is not even remotely healthy. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's I, from like, maybe
3: my parents are like, hey, maybe he should get a job or something. But I'm just like, I, yeah, I'm
2: not. I'm not equipped for that right now. No, nor ever. I'm just, I'm doing my thing. Right. I think it'll work out. You could, I mean, you could easily work at a coffee shop, like easily. I don't know how much I'd enjoy it, but I could do no. it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I
3: wouldn't, the fulfillment, I've been, I'm spoiled by the fulfillment from what I do. Right. That's, you know, that's, that would be tough.
2: Right, that it's the it's not the fact that you you know you're uh quote unquote above that, but you're just like well yeah the pleasure that I derive from this is- yeah it, it just
3: and I hope this isn't like arrogant to say but like you know I, my, some of my songs have millions of streams on Spotify I like to think that's like putting a large positive thing into the world and a lot of people's lives and I'm like I'm trying to not overly think about it but at least
2: acknowledge it like yeah i'm proud like, of that absolutely that's not, that that is a, yeah. a feather in your cap yeah and i'll t- i'll take it right <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> yeah it's it's fine with me <laughs> uh, the the last thing was is yeah. the being you know being a dad and being a creative like yeah. you know mo- most kids have some sort of are, are your kids still homeschooled yeah we're we're transitioning out of that okay but, uh, but the, yes, the reason I bring that up is just because, like you know, most kids have some sort of uh, language that they can do to describe what their parents do for <laughs> a living. You know, yeah. And so, like, I mean, like, granted, it's like you know, me working in podcasts, like my son yeah. is like is like, oh, like daddy does podcasts, like that's the, you know, right. that's fine. And, like, mommy's a teacher, or whatever. But you know, for you, how how do they describe you?
3: Um, I don't know. What's well, funny because, like, even the fact that I don't. I don't leave the house to go to work. <laughs> right, right. like I'm 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 there for lunch. Like if Meg is like I'm running to the store for 30 minutes, I'm like, "Cool, I'm here. Like just go." Yeah. Like there's so many little things like that that normal people can't do. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been moments where my kids are like, "Well, your your dad's gone for the day?" Like like I'm like, "Yeah, that's like that's what normal
2: people do." <laughs> right. it's like do, a normal Where situation. does he leave to? An office, what they mean? Well,
3: yeah, I don't know. I'm not even Sure that they quite understand what's going on. I mean, they know that I, there's like video stuff involved, and the right. studio's over there, and then he go he works in there, and then he yeah, he comes has a guitar, he's yeah. got pedals, like he does. But stuff. They, they're, it's funny because I'm waiting for the moment where they realize how abnormal their life is. I think they'll be stoked about it. Like, sure. And they'll I'll give them a story. i that they don't understand it now, but yeah, I think they'll be like, oh. Because how old is your oldest? Nine.
2: Right. And so, like, clearly has an understanding of the world around them.
3: Yeah. But it's, it's just more and more every day. I think he's like, oh, wait. This is, I got,
2: or at least I hope. I hope he's like, oh, this is Cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, obviously, at a certain point, they're going to—he's going to rebel and just be like, yeah. "Yeah, you know, my dad, and mom suck," and like, "I hate guitars." He's going to be a shredder. He's going to be like a—you an so? anti? No, I don't. I'm just <laughs> thinking the opposite of That's me. That's true. The opposite. <laughs> well, the opposite of you, I, you know, clearly would lean into the fact, like, "Oh yeah, any guitar-based stuff, psh, lame, <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> so true. stupid." Ugh.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get super into you know the DJ
3: EDM. Ooh, that, that would be a. I, I respect a lot. I respect anyone that makes like any sounds. I think.
2: Yeah, so. that's true. So I guess if they, if if any of your children ended up like completely hating music, that would be the Yeah,
3: end. I guess if yeah, I guess that would be it.
2: Yeah, or hate Limp Bizkit.
3: They gotta love Limp Bizkit. I know. I, I know. love
2: Limp Bizkit. I know.
3: I know. I was hoping someone from Limp Bizkit would be here. Like Wes Borland should be here. He should be. He's a he's a gear he guy. He should be the
2: keynote speaker. I want to meet him. Yeah, so well, bad. I'll see if I can make that happen. Can you him. hook me up? I don't know if I can. Sorry. Do me a solid, Ray. <laughs> just do, I'll do some <laughs> research. All right. All right, Mr. Wes. Well, Andy, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad <laughs> this, this worked out. <laughs> me too. This was too. great. This was perfect. This was perfect. We got, to, we were able to record this. Yeah. Well. All right. There you have it. Hopefully that conversation uh, makes you feel less alone because I know uh, it did when I was having it with Andy. I got a little emotional at one point just because I heard him sharing his story and how it mimicked. A lot of things that I was feeling. So it was uh it was great. So thank you very much to Andy. Thank you very much to Gator Cases for helping out with this particular episode. It was great. And uh yeah I'm going to continue to work with them because they're a great company. So thank you Gator Cases. And uh next week we have Riley Gale from Power Trip. I was so stoked to have this conversation. We spent about two weeks <laughs> scheduling it and missing each other and texting each other and it was uh it was it was awesome. So That is what I have for you next week. And then the week after that, I'm going to be taking a two-week break as I uh, switch podcast hosts and, you know, get a new thing all set up. But, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we got coming up. Until
0: then, please be safe, everybody. Hey, Miles.
1: Yes. It's Jack. Drain from their soul.
3: Yeah, I think at the Daily Zeitgeist, we like to give people a balance of just enough news that they feel informed and just enough laughs that they're not overwhelmed and can have a decent day after listening.
1: So, guys, listen to the Daily Zeitgeist on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. fine podcasts are given away for free.
2: The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference.